0: what's up internet you're tuning in to a very cozy episode 17 of nintendo noise flip screen games weekly nintendo podcast i'm your host pete and bessie joined as always by my very good friends and co-hosts mr stephen radford hello and the mayor of Haken himself mr Joey huerta hey how's it going Hello, hello, boys. We are, you know, we are deep in the cozy season. Thanksgiving, Black Friday, even Cyber Monday, all in the rear view. We're moving into the the holiday season. It is the first of December, the snuggliest time of the year. So we thought, what better way to celebrate this milestone than to talk about some of our favorite cozy games to, to snuggle up with with a Nintendo Switch this holiday season. So, uh, of course, that is, I mean, that can mean different things to different people. So first, we'll, we'll start by establishing what is a cozy game, and then we'll take you through a list of some of our favorites that you can check out on that there Nintendo Switch. Uh, okay, so, uh, but before that, before we get into that, right? It's going to be, a, it's gonna be a, a meaty one. Of course, I have to remind you that this episode of Nintendo Noise is brought to you by our Patreon producers for the month of November for the very last time! Those folks are Andy Radford, Christian Oliveria, Christopher Valenz, Wakahula, and Zaid Ida. Thank you all so much for your support over on patreon.com slash flipscreengames. Y'all are the realest of the real, and we appreciate your support this fine holiday season. Uh, and... If you want to get your name read alongside the, those illustrious folks, you have a chance to do it. Uh, t- today's the last day to kick over. So well by the time you listen to this, it may be too late to be a December. you can still get in. Depends you on can the still sneak day. in. You can still sneak in, I think, <laughs> on that first day. Because that's when the charge comes through. So, if you want to be a Patreon producer for the month of December, make sure you head over to the Patreon. Uh, That's, of course, patreon.com slash flipscreengames. Uh, You can get a bunch of sweet goodies in addition to getting your name read on the air. You can also get access to our Patreon exclusive show, One More Thing, which is available at any level. On last week's show, uh, we had Chewy on for the first time. We ended up talking for like 45 minutes after that it may be the longest episode of one more <laughs> thing that we've ever done so consider that one our holiday gift to you go check that out and you can also get a b- bunch of other cool perks and goodies like you can get access to the archive of our Twitch streams uh, where every Wednesday and Thursday over on twitch.tv slash flip games we are playing some video games for your enjoyment uh, lately on Wednesday Steve's been doing solo streams of Shenmue I know we are nearing the end of that game
1: somewhere well, very close to the end yeah i've just gonna do a little bit more of forklift driving i'm gonna do some of it off stream because i think it will get a little bit boring but i reckon i've got one maybe two streams left and then it's gonna go to a patreon vote as to what the next game my stream is gonna be
0: so if you want to cast your vote on what steve's next game is on wednesdays or what games we might play on thursday nights when we all play together uh Go join the Patreon. Great way to uh, get involved. Help us keep the mics on and get some extra, a little bit of extra content, some extra goodies, all kinds of good stuff. Uh, but if you don't have any money to toss our way, that's that's totally fine. There are a bunch of other ways you can get involved with the show uh, that won't cost you a nickel. So head over to flipscreen.games. That's our website where you can get links to every other place we are on the show. You can write into us at our email, questions at flipscreen.games. Find our social media. Come join our Discord. All of those are great ways for you to keep the conversation rolling with us after the show ends and to get your thoughts read on the air during our main topics or during our question block segment. Um, So we'd love to hear from you. We'd love for you to come be a part of the show. However you choose to do that, that's good with me. So go do it in any of those fun ways. FlipScreen.games. Okay, so let's jump into this. this cozy game topic, right? Steve threw this one out. Chewie and I both liked it we are all fans of of cozy games I would say um but I think that can mean different things to different folks so Steve since this was your idea why don't you start off by explaining what a cozy game is to you
1: yeah I guess I've got two uh two kind of angles one is like very much a nostalgia play if I I find it so nice to kind of walk back into an old favourite. Like revisit something that I know, like the back of my hand, it's like I'm walking around an old town, I know I'm thinking something like uh, like a Skyrim, for example, I can go and I've played it umpteenth times and I'm going back in and I know exactly what I'm going to do and which order I'm going to do it. And I don't even need to think, it's just something I can just relax with, it's really, really nice. I think the other side is kind of what people mostly consider like a cozy game is something like a a slice of life kind of thing i can do like chores i can just uh there's no real kind of time constraints or drama or stress it's just something i can really kind of unwind with i'm thinking something like an animal crossing or stardew valley um they those are the two that really i think are at the top of my list of what i would consider a perfect cozy game for me Uh, But I know Chewie's got like a bunch of different varieties and different genres of games on on his list. So uh, Chewie, what's like a cozy game for you? I think in general, just one that makes you just
2: feel really good. Something that you can turn on and it just makes you smile all the way through. It's not really like a highly demanding game that really takes all your senses. It's something more that you can just like... Put on that's comfortable, like a cozy sweater like I'm wearing, which it's just like barely cold enough for me to put on before I'm sweating. But I just <laughs> but
0: nice. bought a brand new hoodie and it's so comfortable. It's like the softest material and it's a but it's a PlayStation hoodie and I took it off even yeah, though I want to be album, cozy. I like, can't be wearing that. I got to wear the Game Boy shirt, got to wear the Game Boy shirt, but it's uh, it's a good one. Do, yeah, Do you no. both have, like,
1: that oversized one? You know, the one that's, like, two, three sizes too big for you, but you just, like, curl up in? I absolutely love it. I have one that's just, like, <laughs> it's, like, 8XL. It's, like, crazy size. But I just, like, <laughs> it's ridiculous,
0: but I absolutely adore it. That's funny. I don't have that for a hoodie, but I have that for, like, sweatpants. Like, I've got the pajama mm. pants that are, nice. like, way too big. Got a nice big old hole in the butt, like... super cozy that's how my
2: pjs tend to be just something that's just way too big for me i'm just like yep this is a blanket built into my clothes right now this is good (laughs) (laughs) but yeah i guess in terms of that like just anything you can just put on and be comfortable
0: yeah i think i think you two hit it hit it right on the head um for me it's it's either a game that is like fun and, and relaxing to to snuggle up with or a game that really mm-hmm. gives you those warm, fuzzy, nostalgic feelings. But I also have a couple games on my list that don't quite fall into either of those categories, but I think <laughs> they still fit the vibe for me, um, especially, like, going into November, December. I have a lot of fond memories of some of the, like, kind of choose-your-own-adventure, like, story-driven narrative-style yeah. games. Yeah. Um because I think there's something about them with this time of year that I just resonates with me. I really like you know snuggling up under a blankie, maybe you got your partner with you, maybe you got a friend riding coat, you know um riding along for the ride, and you know you just get to just dis- like talk about what decisions you're gonna make or argue about what decision got made and and some of those kinds of things um I always think are a really fun time. so I've got a couple on my list um that I think will fit in that category, which is not not quite um. In either direction, there, but but you
1: know, it's. I think it is. It's like what Chu was saying. It's really just what makes you feel a specific way. I don't think you can sure. really define what a cozy game is. I mean, maybe Cozy Grove because they've used the word cozy. Cheating
2: <laughs> True, and I mean to relate to that, like I consider a very cozy night just like dark and stormy and putting a scary movie on I'm sure like, yeah i'm w- i'm all ready for that that makes me feel good <laughs> oh, yeah. so nice. i feel yeah.
0: like i feel like those games they they fall under the category even though if maybe they're not they're not quite as wholesome as some of the other picks on our lists but, but mm-hmm. that's okay so uh i mean who who wants to kick it off who wants to give their first cozy game
1: steve what was your idea you want to You already threw out Cozy Grove, should we start there? (laughs) I I haven't actually played Cozy Grove yet, but I'm so interested to hear more about it. And I know it's on both Switch and Apple Arcade, and I keep meaning, because I have Apple Arcade still, and I keep meaning just to download it and try it, but I know I'll get hooked and want to play it on Switch instead. I was
2: wondering if it was a Game Pass game yet. I don't think so, but it is on Xbox as well. Um, but yeah, th- that game is pretty wonderful. It's a life sim that is very much like Animal Crossing in the sense that it has a real time clock. You do things. It, it, I will warn people that like it starts off kind of slow. Like there isn't too much to do right at the beginning. But like at, give it a week or so, and as soon as you hit that week. F- Mark, it's just like so many things open up and you're like there's too much to do in this game now. But yeah, in in that game, you're basically going to an island. It's full of like these ghosts that are all bears. They're kind of quirky bears where some of them are like part tree, part seagull, part uh they're they're basically like bear-shaped bodies mixed with some other Animal or sometimes an object like corn. (laughs) I don't know. It's the one who's on
0: screen right now for the YouTube viewers looks like he's like some kind of like hiker or like pioneer or something.
2: Yeah, yeah. There's there's a bunch of different ones, Uh, but basically, like you're a scout and you are trying to help these spirits make their way through the afterlife, right? And so you kind of open up their stories and learn more about like what happened to them, why they feel the way they do. And it's a lot about, you know, just that those feelings of like coping with death and not the most cozy thought for a lot of people, but they do it in a really nice way that makes you Mm -hmm. feel like, Oh, this is, this is a nice way to approach that subject and feel comfortable with it and everything. Um, but meanwhile, while you're doing that you're growing your campsite you're you're basically building up your house a lot more you're getting pets that you can raise like deer and birds and they recently added rabbits all of their um all of their updates have been really huge with this one. And there's so much to collect, all this different clothing, this furniture. You can design your islands all over the place, like decorate them. Uh, it wasn't till the most recent update that they added like interior decorating. So now you can build up your house and it, a lot like Animal Crossing in those ways. But in a lot of ways, there's also like the really cool life sim aspects that people miss. I know, Pete, you were talking about this before where you're like just Pair down the characters, just do like a solid amount of characters and build them out. This definitely does that there. Everybody gets the same ones and they all, um, you know you'll find your favorites depending on what their storylines are and everything but they're definitely built out they're distinct and they have different experiences that you can learn about and yeah it's a really nice game for sure it's one that you can just sit down and once again it starts out slow but once you hit like a week or so in there's so much to do that you're just like well this is going to take a couple hours to play every day
1: (laughs) and that's a week like real time is a real time clock like animal Crossing? yeah
2: yeah, exactly. It's a real-time clock just like Animal Crossing. Cool.
1: It's curious that mm-hmm. you mention it's it's like a story that focuses on coping with death, because another one mm-hmm. that was on my list, Spirit is very much in mm. kind of the same vein as of that. It's about the um the Norse god of of death, the Quran, taking you like across in the ferry to um from like the land of the living to the land of, of the dead and you're kind of taking over that role and you've got this boat and you kind of do it up and everyone that you meet knows you. They've all got their own backstory. They've all got their own needs and wants and desires and you've kind of got to adhere to those and it's really, really nice and a really charming way of kind of telling a story uh, with some absolutely gorgeous artwork. I mean, I know Cozy Grove looks looks great, but Spirit Fair, I think... <laughs> looks like a moving graphic novel. It's so gorgeous. Mm -hmm. I don't know if you've seen it, Pete.
0: Oh, yeah. Yeah, absolutely. I've got it up for the kids right now. And just like the level of detail in the animation, like right now the main character is talking to somebody and there's like a little cat behind them, like going through all these different cycles, playing with a ball. Like Mm -hmm. There's a level of of depth to the animation that I feel like you don't always get um, in in indie games that have that more hand-drawn style.
1: Yeah, it was really cool. And there's, I guess, like, a level of Metroidvania in that as well. Because as you unlock new things, you can go back to other islands and you can get to different areas you couldn't get to before. Like, your hat does things that like you can jump further and if you, like, unlock a specific skill. It's a really mm-hmm. cool game. I had a good time with it. I never actually finished it. I need to go back and it's one of those games that fell off my radar once something else came out and that always seems to be the problem. Like... I I meant to pick up a bunch new game of new cozy games, but then Animal Crossing kind of came along and sucked <laughs> me back in. I'm I'm on the turnip trail again this week, and <laughs> yeah. uh, keeping my fingers crossed for that big spike. And Happy Home Design has really become one of those games I just dip into every day and just. I'm just like oh I want to build the next house I want to do the next facility and find out and you know the fact that I didn't even realise the facilities in there kind of do stuff like you go to the cafe and Mm -hmm. you can buy things from the menu it's so cool like you can just speak to them and like buy food from them which I had no idea was was even going to happen I thought they were just going to be entirely decorative so it just adds all of these new elements the more I play that game the more I dig into it the more I I just I'm in love with it
2: Yeah, same. I feel the same with that. Like, I mean, I already played a lot of Animal Crossing on a daily basis, but now more so with that update, I'm just like, oh, there's so many cool extra things that are just going on on a daily basis. And so I feel the same. I want to pick up some other games, but Animal Crossing keeps calling me. And Spiritfarer is definitely one of those other games that I'm like, I have it downloaded, but I haven't clicked on it to play yet and they keep adding cool things. I hear the updates keep adding things for it. Mm-hmm. Uh Cozy Grove is another one like that where it keeps getting really cool big updates. So, I don't know. I, I guess I just got to ignore the Animal Crossing update for a little bit and play these <laughs> other ones. <laughs> is that possible? <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. I could say, but that's like the exact
0: not. reason I haven't gotten back to it is just, like, there are so many new games out right now, and, like, I haven't finished. I've started a lot of games that I haven't finished. I'm in the middle of (laughs) two or so games. I bought two new games to try to play for game of the year, and it's just... It's so hard. It's so hard to keep up with everything right now. Um, Yeah. But, you know, it's also, like, what are you supposed to do, right? Like, I think part of... um, Especially playing video games, right? Because they're a little bit more time intensive than other hobbies right like at a certain point you need to just cut your losses and you know accept yeah. it. like you can't play everything and you don't need to finish mm-hmm. everything and you know but that doesn't sit right with me
1: <laughs> See, when i stopped being a completionist i think i just it really opened up more like my ability to go and play more games like yes i might not finish them but a lot of the time i kind of get my taste of them and i'm like oh, i don't need to finish that you know
0: I So where I'm at with it is I I gave up being a completionist for anything that's not a game that I'm, like, obsessed with, right? Like, I, I platinumed, like, Ghost of Tsushima. Like, I platinumed Spider-Man a couple years ago, right? Or Miles Morales last, last, uh, this time last year, I guess. And that's all well and good, right? Like, I've definitely, like, moved away from that as a thing of, like, I don't need to chase trophies or achievements. I don't, whatever, right? I don't care. I'd rather play more games, Um, but where that goes out the window for me is, like, what What you're talking about. Well, like, when it's, like, a game that I actually like, though, right? Like, if I start a game and it's not grabbing me, I don't feel any obligation to complete it. Like, uh, one of the games that comes to mind is, like, uh, Creature in the Well was that, like, action pinball game, and I was like, oh, I'm really excited about this, I picked it up, I bounced off of it, it just wasn't for me, I wasn't getting what I I thought I would get out of it, and that's fine, right? Because I feel like I got my taste, and that's all good, I've moved on, whatever, whatever, right? Mm -hmm. Um, But, like, something like Deathloop that I still haven't finished, I have that, like, gnawing at the back of my head of, like, there's still so much you haven't touched, and you love this game, and, like, I I feel like I haven't really gotten my feel. I haven't seen everything. I haven't gotten enough of it to render that opinion. And like that's where it it becomes a sticking point for me. And so many of like the indie games that I want to try end up becoming oh, I just don't get to it, you know? And that's what yeah. I don't like.
1: <laughs> I, I think uh, indie games often for me, and especially cozy indie games become that secondary game like i'll have that primary game that i'm playing at any one time like at the moment the big game i'm playing at the moment that's consuming a bunch of my time is on xbox it's forza horizon 5 which i've spoken about at length on flip screen games podcast but i always have like a secondary game and at the moment that is animal crossing for me sometimes i'll i'll dip into disco which i'm playing again like i mentioned on um flip screen games podcast they've They've done that update for Switch so it doesn't crash anymore. And it's just nice to just have something to chip away at and, and just relax and, and wind down with, especially if like it's something like a shooter. like I can imagine if I'm playing Deathloop, and especially with that story and having to concentrate and think about it, I think that's one of the things I just love about Cozy Games. It's like I can dip into Animal Crossing and I set the narrative, I set the story, I don't have to follow what other people are doing. And that's really the kind of game... I like best as, as a cozy game.
0: See, it's funny. I, I definitely resonate with that, but I think I'm going to go in the opposite direction with one of my, my next picks, which is that kind of, like I said, right. The That more story driven, um, that more, you know, like choose your own adventure type game. Um, that's a thing that, that really, really resonates with me. And I think it's something that, um, you know, I think it works for me in the opposite direction. With the cozy side of things, where it's like I feel like a lot of pressure when it comes to some of those kinds of games. Like, uh, and not like maybe pressure is the wrong word, but I think about like Stardew Valley, which like I put, you know, probably over a hundred hours into on two platforms, and I've never played the game like the "quote unquote" right way. And like that's cool, <laughs> but it's also What's like the right
1: I, way to play that game. I mean, like, like, what do you? Well, if people told you it's the correct way to play that game? I mean, like, there's
0: a th- there's stuff you're supposed to do, right? Like, you're supposed to build out the community center and advance. Not necessarily.
1: The... I mean, you can go to the JoJo Mart if you want.
0: Sure, if you want. If and you I want mean, like, comeback. I did not either of those things. I was just like, I'm just trying to make my farm more efficient, trying to make more money, trying to build it out and have a cool design, and like that was what I was focused on. And like, I mean, that's, that's cool because I I have that freedom, and like, that's great, but. There is also that part of me that's like, man, there's so much of this game I never really yeah, like tons. appreciated. Did I never Did you ever enjoyed. go to the desert? Uh, I think I went there, like right. I feel like I stopped playing shortly after that expansion or update. Okay. So like, this thing. There's so many things I've never seen. You know, tons um, of things
1: you've never seen. Yet. And
0: they're still updating it, right? So it's like, sure. Like, there's something the wrong with the fact
1: scenes and things. Like, I guess if you weren't really. Well, those i of the, got of the people plenty of
0: i was interacting with people in the town like i did that i got married i had kids all that stuff um so you know it's not like i missed out like i had an experience with stardew and if i never touch it again like that's okay but i also do have that like kind of gnawing feeling of like oh man like there's a lot you missed out on there's a lot of these systems you didn't really learn and you didn't go as far as you could have gone um, so a game like my my next pick, uh, I think, is one that I appreciate because you can kind of skirt around that because it's not about those things. It's about enjoying the narrative and the story. And for me, one of my favorite games in that genre is Life is Strange. Um, not on Switch yet, but coming to Switch very soon. So I'm going to say I think that it it's, counts.
1: Isn't it out like this week?
0: I think it got delayed until next year. No, it's out in December. The True Colors one oh true colors is okay well i'm I'm talking about the original but true colors is on this list too let's just say life is strange as a franchise so that's life is strange life is strange before the storm life is strange 2 which is not available on on switch yet um and won't be and life is strange true colors which we'll maybe wait and see how that one runs on switch you might want to play that somewhere else (laughs) but i i love this franchise big fan of of everything about it really like I mean I I'm really a fan of like the aesthetic the soundtrack the vibe you know all all of that stuff like the the kind of presentation of it but I think what really really connected me at least with like the first game and drew me in was just um the way that it develops characters is really strong and it does a good job of Um, or at least the original I should say does a really good job of like building up characters over the course of your adventure with them and kind of having you learn more about certain characters and like you might have a change of heart about you know somebody that you thought you didn't like initially right or that you realize that there are more layers to a character that you maybe thought you know was was a bad guy or something like that and like that's something that I think um, these kinds of choose your own adventure story-driven games are so fun to play with somebody else and to either, like, compare notes and be like, oh, what did you do? And, like, how did how did this turn out for you? And where did you end up at the end of things? Like, that's great. But also sitting down and and, and experiencing it with somebody and seeing, like... I'm interpreting this person's actions this way. How are you interpreting them? And you know, then like deciding how you're going to move forward and how you're going to treat one person versus another and all those kinds of things and then like actually having the ability to to like compare at the end of each episode mm-hmm. like, "Oh, like worldwide most people made this choice and I made this other choice" or like, "I can look at my what my friends did and they all did this and I did that." <laughs> and there there's there's a real like fun element of multiplayer even though it's not a multiplayer game and that's something that that i really really do appreciate and i feel like um lends itself to that kind of that vibe that we're talking about like you know trying to have that like nice like low-key relaxing experience um I, I dig that. And, like, Life is Strange is very much a game that you can take at your own pace. Like, there's a lot of sections of the game that are just walking around in an environment and examining things and, env- like, looking for environmental storytelling, trying to find collectibles, you know, those sorts of things that I think really, really, like, are, are perfect in that vibe. Unfortunately, every Life is Strange game also definitely gets heavy or dark at some point. So... <laughs> If that's not what you're looking for, your mileage may vary on how cozy some of them are episode (laughs) to episode. Um, But you know, uh, I
2: really like that sentiment of like something you can enjoy with somebody as well. Because I think like with a lot of single player games, specifically, it's like you know a lot of them are pretty geared toward providing you with like gameplay and action and everything but i think like storytelling is a big part of like what can engage other people who are kind of watching along as well too and i'd say like i really enjoyed my time with undertale i played the entire game with like jack that's
0: that's a fantastic call out i also think that's like that game is great to play with somebody, but I also think playing it alone with all the lights off like, is such a... There is a... absolutely no
1: way I consider that a cozy game. I stressed out so <laughs> much trying to figure out and navigate that world without... Especially when when Pete tells me not to kill anyone and I'm like, how the fuck can I get past <laughs> this without killing them? Like, I don't, I don't I think just I can do it. it. <laughs> it's so like
0: it's so lonely and isolating and like that's not cozy i guess that's but the i opposite don't know of i want. That's i the just opposite. love it though <laughs> like I, I i think of it as being a good game for this time of year like i know mm-hmm. it, i think it originally came out in the summer but like i played it in like january and like it was like a very like i'm gonna turn all the lights off it's just me and my computer and like you know i don't know there's something about that vibe yeah it <laughs> definitely appeals to me but
2: i'll say like it just being able to enjoy a game with somebody too that that does a lot and it's rare to find one that's like you know a single player game that's got such a a, a story that like keeps going without like the secondary person losing interest where they're like oh well i'm not really doing anything in this little gameplay section <laughs> what, what interest yeah. do I have in that you know um but yeah with, with um Undertale specifically there was just like a, a constant sense of excitement between the interactions when you're trying not to kill somebody or you're just like oh h- how do you think we handle this like <laughs> how do we not That's kill so everybody
1: yeah yeah when I was playing that and um, uh, no, well it was Delta Room when Macaulay was around And they just had zero interest in that game whatsoever. They looked at it and was just like, what the fuck is this?
0: (laughs) You're playing this
1: black and white 4 by 3 game on some like massive 4K TV. Like, why are you doing this? Like, are you insane? That was like Uh, the reaction I got. Like, are you crazy?
0: Some of the reactions that Macaulay has to brilliant pieces of art make me so angry at them. And makes me really just like hate Zoomers. And I just feel like an old man.
1: I but I think that is a reaction very much. Just play it. (laughs) (laughs) I don't know. I think a lot of people have that reaction. Do you remember? I had that same reaction to Undertale. Yeah, and guess what? You would have been wrong and missed out. I would have been. I would have been wrong. It's one of the the, my favorite games of all time. But you look at it at face value, you're like, "What is that?" Like you just see the screenshots (laughs) because they don't want to give too too much away in the screenshots either. And you're just like, "This game looks goofy." Like. Why? And yeah. did not regret playing it one bit. Definitely. Another
2: game you mentioned, Stardew Valley, I think you need to play Littlewood. Littlewood is just like it takes out a lot of the stress of like the real time clock, which I think uh, Stardew Valley, I play very differently in the sense of like, oh man, this is all about efficiency, trying to get my (laughs) farm working properly, getting things as awesome as possible. But like Littlewood. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Littlewood kind of takes that away with, like, reducing the amount of stress that you'll feel with the real-time clock. Like, the, it's basically, it works off stamina, but in a way that's, like, not stressful at all, because you could just keep playing without ever passing out and everything. But
1: Yeah, because that was one of the things in Stardew, right? The stamina, when you when you run out, you basically pass out, and the next day you have hardly mm-hmm. any energy. But if you pass out and it's dark, you end up getting mugged. And you lose <laughs> some some money as well, and yeah. so there is that level of stress, and it's kind of annoying. Until the baths open, you're just like, "There's no way I can regain my stamina really, unless I eat a bunch of the stuff I'm trying to grow for for mm-hmm. construction."
2: Yeah, but like Littlewood, it, it takes that away and also adds like a bunch of tools to really build out your place. You have a comp- You have complete control over how your world looks. It has an overworld editor, you can move around buildings, and then even that action is very interesting because all of your neighbors have like... These preferences, where they're all like, I want to live next to the market, but I don't want to live anywhere near this other spot. So yeah, it's find like, a place to, to put my home
1: within six squares of the of the suit of the shop. Or, but I want to live right next door to this other person. But then the other person mm-hmm. also has requirements of I need to live next door to the sawmill. And it's just like great. So you two've got to be near the sawmill, but this other thing has to be six at least six squares away from you. Otherwise, you're not going to be happy, and I'm not going to fill you for fill your request
2: yeah yeah there's like a puzzle element to it and overall it's really fun you get a lot of you can control things that you can't control in stardew valley and that's really nice
1: so I I, wanna- I loved the like checklists in that as well. Like every house has a checklist mm-hmm. and you go into it and it always gives you something to do. It was one of those things I wished Animal Crossing would let you do. And now you can redecorate other people's homes. So you do kind of get that. Yeah, they don't tell you what they want, but uh, it very much is a similar kind of thing. Mm hmm. So I want to get a couple in from the listeners.
0: This one comes from <clears throat> Zade, one of our Patreon producers who wrote in and said, gotta be some Mario 3D platforming. And with four great games to choose from, there's plenty of content for the winter to get through. That's an interesting yeah. one to me. <clears throat> like, I, I think it, it's a good pick, but it's not necessarily one I would have immediately thought of when I was thinking of, like, games that are are cozy. But, like, I think <clears throat> Mario definitely has that you know, especially if you're playing one of the older ones, right? That that
1: pristine level of nostalgia, you know, and like it definitely <laughs> gives you that warm fuzzy vibe. That's I think yeah. where where it mainly comes from is the nostalgia, right? Because I don't think, say, if you're playing Mario Odyssey for the first time, I think there is like a level of stress and a level of focus that you have to give it that would be would take it out of that cozy zone for me. But I, mm-hmm. can, I could see the play in that game, though, with someone else would be really cool. Like if they're controlling Cappy, you could have like a really good time. That would be, be quite a cool, cool way to do it. I would say, though, Mario Party is more cozy for me, though, especially mm-hmm. when I have no friends way! and family what? over. <laughs> it no! is it, Not in like a chill out cozy way, but in a we can all come around and like shut ourselves in and lock the world out and just get like lost in this experience together.
0: I mean, I guess. I don't know. I feel like uh, it's fun. Just don't fun. steal it's stars great. from
1: Pete because then he'll be uh, absolutely irate with you.
0: <laughs> I'm sorry. Who who ha- Who is cool with you stealing stars from them? Right? Like, who no, likes no that? Boy. Nobody. Right. Exactly. <laughs> Nobody. Try to make me out to be some <laughs> kind do,
1: of... Right. Let's do Peach's Cake then on the stream because on that one, no one can go to Boo. There's no stealing stars. They can just plant piranha plants. Wow, that's like the worst one, though. It is the worst one.
0: <laughs> You know, it's like easily the worst.
2: (laughs) I will say, though, like, I I think back to the time when I played Mario Odyssey and I smiled through the entire game, even if it was like kind of stressful at points where you're like, oh, man, I'm having trouble getting this moon. Who knows what to do? But yeah, I I just really enjoyed that game. And to me, sometimes like a cozy game just needs to make you
0: smile. And that was very much my vibe with that game was just like it was such a delight. Like every time I played it, I had a big smile on my face. And, you know, (laughs) um, not that there's no level of stress in the game, but like it's such a it's so bright and colorful and sunny and like warm. And Mm -hmm. uh, it's it's just it's such a good vibe. Such a good vibe.
1: it was the outfits for me. Every time I would go in there, like you saw the Mary sixty four outfit when you get to Peach's Castle, and you're just I freaked out because I had no idea it was coming. I yeah, I didn't me get to have a for me, and I was like, "Oh my god, this is so cool!" Yeah, uh, it was it was really really awesome to see. And Like every world just is so different from the previous one. Like the the one with the the hot lava and the food. Like what is that world called? But you know, the one I'm on about where it's all about I cooking. do, but I can't remember And the you, name. like, put stuff in the pots and things. Oh, I loved that world so much. It was so fun. <laughs> I should replay that game. Uh, this next one
0: comes from Rocky, who wrote in and said, For me, the games on Switch that I've been playing at the moment are my current cozy games. Animal Crossing New Horizons and Pokemon Shining Pearl. And I wanted to use this one as a jumping-off point, because um, one of the ones that I always come back to, especially when I'm in the mood for something cozy, is a classic Pokemon title. Um... That definitely is, like, the peak nostalgia uh, chip for me, right? Is uh, going back to Pokemon Blue, you know, Yellow, even, you know, Gens 2 and 3, you know, to some degree. (laughs) Um, And Gen 4 is hitting that that note for me right now. We talked about it last week, right? And, like, um, I know... Chewy had kind of expressed right like that like because you only played them once and it was so long ago that like it feels fresh for you but I think for me a big part of it is like getting to an area and being like oh right yes like I do remember <laughs> this and I remember <laughs> being you know I think I was maybe 15 or 16 when it came out and like I remember the launch day uh of Pokemon me and all my buddies walked to the mall and we all got our copies and we went back to my friend's house and sat in the basement and it was i think it was cold out and like just sat and played for hours right and i remember like getting into competitive for the first time and doing my first like ev training where i had a notebook and was doing tally marks of how many fucking haunters i'd killed for for special attack evs (laughs) on my vaporeon and stuff like that and definitely uh gives me a bit super warm nostalgic kind of feeling yeah. going back and playing those old
1: games and you know, remembering um a simpler time in my life you know i think that for me is another one of those like cozy check marks is playing the same game in the same room but you're both playing different instances of it right so We're both, me and Macaulay are both playing Animal Crossing at the same time. And I just remember us both, both like finding new things for the first time or experiencing things, being like, oh, I just caught this for the first time. Have you seen this? Like, how cool this is. (laughs) Like, I played Stardew Valley in the same room as, as my ex, and we just had such a good time of like, um, Building out our own different farms at the exact same time as before they added co-op to the game, but we stayed up to like two, three in the morning, just obsessed with the game. And I can imagine it's a similar experience with Pokemon, especially if you're like catching new Pokemon. It's oh, I just caught a shiny or I just caught this or I just caught that That experience would be really, 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 uh, really fun.
0: Yeah, I mean, that was like mm-hmm. in my during my childhood, um, my best friend uh, growing up um, was, was a, a, a guy named Jimmy, and uh, he and I loved Pokemon, we're such Pokemon heads, and that was like a thing we did all the time, where we'd be sitting, we'd have a movie on or whatever, and we're both playing Pokemon, we'd be battling, we'd be trading, you know, and it would be like, okay, cool, like... You know, I need this Pokemon for my decks, and I need this one. All right, well, I'm gonna trade in this one, and you trade in that one, and then we'll clone them, and we'll trade. And you know, like it was, <laughs> that was like our job. You know, it was like a full time gig. <laughs> yeah,
2: I I had those experiences with both these games. Honestly, like my first uh, Animal Crossing game, I started a town with my brother and my best friend, and every time, every day, we'd get back from school. And the first thing would just be, like, argument about who gets to log in first, because you get all of the things if you log in first. You're like, you can find the fossils, you can go shopping first before everything sells out. So it, it, it was definitely a big part of that that made it really fun. And then Pokemon 2, same thing. We were all just, like, getting into EV training and figuring out what Pokemon were in each version and going like, oh, yeah, let's trade with each other and that sort of thing. So, yeah. I, I get those experiences. That's a good time.
1: You know, for the longest time when when people in the Pokemon world, like I would hear them say Eevee training, and I thought they were specifically training the Pokemon Eevee and not <laughs> <laughs> not training them, training their points up.
0: <laughs> That's funny. Yep. Uh this next one comes from another one of our Patreon supporters, Dill, who wrote in and said This time of year, I love playing rhythm games in bed with earphones. My favorite on Switch is Easily Voez, I believe is how you pronounce it. Uh, V-O-E-Z, which I've been playing since the console launched. It's so good, and they've supported it with free updates for a long time, so the song library is massive and varied. That's a good one. I I also like that kind of game, like uh, Tetris Effect definitely tetris
1: effect is so good yeah that is such a how is that not on our list yet
0: it is now it's (laughs) such a vibe machine man the first time i played that game i remember i turned all the lights off i put on my my 3d pulse headphones and and was playing it on xbox and i just had goosebumps my over my whole body you know and like obviously there's a level of stress with tetris and everything as well but like i don't know i feel like if you're good at tetris like it's less about stress and it becomes more of like like getting Getting in that groove and then you're just like in that flow state where you're just vibing (laughs) and you know just knocking out bars while you listen to these sick vaporwave songs it's so good
1: that game rules yeah i (laughs) i adore tetris effect it's so good uh i can't imagine how good that would look on an oled switch as well i really need you to go and play it and find out how good that looks I'm about to buy this game again, aren't I?
0: <laughs> well, I didn't buy it the first time actually, so you know what? Make it out of my Last <laughs> time. Yeah. I
1: True. I think I'm gonna go check out uh Voez. I, I it was on my radar but I think it was one of the first few games that came out on the eShop, along with um oh, I can never remember the name, that magical geometry game, whatever the fuck it's called. <laughs> <laughs> um, like oh, Jesus I can see
0: the box yeah right doesn't matter so I just I <laughs> I,
1: I, I never picked it up because I think the library of music was uh, was like quite small and I was, I didn't know if it would be supported with updates it's great to, they've kept updating it as everyone knows I'm a massive fan of Dance Dance Revolution or Dancing Stage Euromix as it's called here and I would very much like to play a rhythm game at some point uh, I loved, like, Guitar Hero, R.I.P. Oh, yeah. Uh, harmonics, And um, <laughs> and I think Voez will probably uh, kind of fill that niche for me at the moment. Also, uh,
0: Dilla followed up uh, to their tweet and said, I forgot to mention, handheld all day, every day and (laughs) hell yeah oh when you're feeling cozy i'm with you gaming man there's something about it it's so intimate like it makes it way more cozy right you just sit there you got your little screen just get all snuggled up in that little world you know i love that
2: there are so many games i'm just like just bring it to switch already so i can go lay in bed and play this all snuggled up
0: (laughs) for sure uh, so this next one comes from uh, Olaf, a.k.a. Yarno, from the community, who wrote in and said, there's only one answer, to be honest, Animal Crossing. But if there could be two answers, my second one would be 51 Clubhouse Classic Games. See, now hey. this, I feel like, feels like a better answer with what you were talking about with Mario Party, where, like, I could see, like, having a low-key day where
1: you play, like,
0: oh, let's play some oh, pie yeah. show. Like, let's Maybe play some a little whatever. bit of
1: Mancala, yeah. And then Chewie yeah. comes along and ruins your day. I see how it is, yeah. <laughs> well...
0: <laughs> I feel like I feel like it's same vibe, but less like there's less fuckery in that game, you know. That, like yeah. it's, it's yeah, it, and you. the
1: tanks are fun, like the slot car racing, yeah. the curling's awesome. I asked uh, Olaf what his favorite game was and his go-to, and it's it's yacht dice, aka Yahtzee. and mm. I'd never know how, known how to play that until I played you guys call games. it Yacht Dice over there? No, no, no. It's called it, Yacht yeah. Dice in the okay. game. Okay. Because there's no mm-hmm. th- like, it's like... No, I got it now. Copyright. Yeah, it I, just,
0: yeah. I thought this was a weird British thing and I was just like, you no. guys are just being you're just being <laughs> difficult now. <laughs> yacht Dice. <laughs> That's what I'm going to find out, right? It's like, actually Yahtzee is a classic British game that was uh, originated by rich game boat game owners only played on yachts. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, so we're, we're getting near the end here. We have, I mean, there's literally, we could sit here rattling off switch games for forever, but, uh, I wanted to get us the ability to, to name a couple others outside the realm of the switch. Uh, we got a comment here from one of our, uh, Patreon producers, that doc guy who is, uh, this is a, it's a good, it's a good kind of transition into that. Uh, so doc said my comfy game isn't a Nintendo game or even on switch. It's actually elite dangerous. I've always very, very much loved space. So if your sandbox is in a galactic environment, it's... Oh, I'm sorry. So uh, there's a typo there. So if your sandbox is in a galactic environment, it's my bread and butter. Like, I actually kitted out a spaceship just to fly around on the surface of a planet like a race car. That's a fun one. I feel like stuff like that is, is good for that, though. Like, a game where it is, like, very just, like, experiential and... You know, like, I think of, like, something like Abzu or Journey or, you know, some of those mm-hmm. kinds of mm-hmm. games that are very, like, chill and just about kind of exploring an, an environment. Obviously, Elite Dangerous and something like, you know, maybe something like No Man's Sky or whatever that's, like, on a much
1: grander scale, but similar kind of energy, for sure. I liked Inside for that as well, but I didn't add it because of the the stress levels it caused me when those dogs chased me. Yeah, that <laughs> game's fucking scary, yeah, right? I mean, I've never games, played it, yeah. but...
0: I played um, the other one from Play Dead. What is that? That's uh, a Limbo. Limbo. Limbo, yeah. yeah. And that game mm-hmm. is terrifying. <laughs> mm-hmm. Watch this it's little so boy good. just get eaten by like all these fucked up monsters. It's terrible. He comes back. He does. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, one of the ones from outside the Nintendo side of things that I wanted to give a shout out to is two games actually. Um, one of them is Until Dawn. Which is in that same choose your own adventure like kind of vibe, so we don't need to go into too much detail about well, that. I was, was going to
1: bring that up. Like, I played that with my parents through PlayStation Share Play on the PS4. Uh-huh. Do you remember that Share Play thing I where do. you could like stream a game? You could like try it out for. 60 minutes if it was hosted on someone else's console it was really strange goofy system and we had like a a facetime call going and we would like make the choices together which was really fun and that's like expanded onto the dark pictures anthology now which i really like built into it now yeah it's really really cool but do not play those games with my dad because you he will end up shooting you in the face like he did to my (laughs) character when i played the last one and i was just like what the fuck, dad? You just killed my character. Because I was telling him to make a specific choice. I was like, you've got to make this choice. You've got to make this choice. He either didn't press the button in time or like, you know, the quick time event things that come up. Yeah. Or, or mm-hmm. he like made a different choice and I was really annoyed. Really, really annoyed that my character got <laughs> shot. <laughs>
0: Love it. I, uh, I, I've played Until Dawn... I think just twice and the first time I played it I played it with my best friend and he had already experienced it before but he was like when you play I want to come over and just watch like I don't want to give input I just want to see what choices you make to see what's different than my run. And I remember within the first, like, 15 minutes, he's like, this is already totally different. You did something different, and I had a way different thing happen. (laughs) And I was like, oh, okay, cool. (laughs) And I made it through the whole game and killed none of the characters. And that was something that he was like, I can't believe you did that on your first try. That's, like, that's nuts. How did you, like, manage to just guess all the right choices and I just did. The second time I played it, I played it uh, with with my buddy uh, Thompson, and it was for um, a YouTube channel we used to do, and we did like a Let's Play series of it. And we both picked like I'm going to be these characters, and you be these characters. Yes. And, and in the mm-hmm. i swear to god i don't think it was all of the characters but in the we had made it almost to the end without killing anybody and then in the last like 20 minutes he killed almost every character by just fucking up and making bad oh, choices yeah. <laughs> it was so fucking funny <laughs> 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 so those are those are those are a good time for that and I you know i think also you know extend that to the dark pictures anthology though your mileage may vary on those i don't i don't i haven't played uh Little Hope or House of Ashes yet, but I don't know that any of them are as good as Until Dawn. So
1: I don't, I don't think they are. And likewise, that one that was the PlayStation PlayLink game that I can't remember the name of Selling Lies wasn't, wasn't Yeah, wasn't particularly great either. Uh, I've I've yeah. heard that Little Hope was better than Man
0: of Medan, and I've heard that I've heard some people say that uh, House of Ashes is
1: as good or better than Until Dawn. So. I'd like to I'm gonna give them a try. I I own a copy of them and I keep in to play it, play it with. Yeah, them. I have a little hope, uh, but I
0: haven't gotten around to it yet. I got it like for like 15, 20 bucks on Black Friday last year and never touched yeah. it. <laughs> like,
1: this is exactly the kind of scenario that Joe was talking about, like yeah. put a horror movie on, just watch it, you know. There's very much kind of this, but you get to make the choices as well, which is really fun. Yeah.
0: And then the last one I wanted to call out and then I'll let you both get in your last pick was uh is a way out. Um that's uh yeah. Joseph Farris, obviously it takes two getting a lot of attention this to year. Play. It's taking I know, we gotta get around to it. Yeah, for sure. Um and that's similar, it's it's the same thing, it's the same thing, same premise as brothers as well, where it's it's a um asynchronous co op where like if you play uh, if you play together in the same room, there's a split screen and you have control of two characters and you can both go in different directions and do different things. You can do the same thing online, but obviously it's a little bit different. Um, and yeah, I I think think it's the
1: same though, right? It shows you on the screen what the other person is doing at the same time. It like acts as if it's split screen,
0: Um, which is so cool. Uh, I, I think that that as a thing is, is super novel and very unique. It's something that, um, Joseph Aris and, and his studio, which I'm forgetting the name of right now, um, are really the only studio that do and they nail it and it's such a cool, unique thing. Um, and I feel like it really... Like, I love co-op, I love couch co-op, and you don't get a lot of those games anymore, let alone ones that have a story, let alone ones that have a story that you have to play that way. Very, very cool, mm-hmm. I think. Um, super novel, Unraveled's super fun. A-
1: Unraveled's another one that's kind of that two-player yes. yeah. couch co-op. Also Although that's also EA a single-player game. Like, the it original was just single single-player. Yeah. Two Unraveled 2 is, is like, you, yeah. you split. Designed specifically for that, both yeah. EA games, right? They're both EA originals. Yes, published they are. by EA. Mm-hmm. Hmm. Yeah, so
0: shout out to those games. um I would love to see that come to Switch one day. Me too. All right. So, last picks.
2: Mine is Ooblets. I... I still
0: haven't
2: played that. I lo- I mean, it's not technically out yet. Their version, just as of this past Friday. 0.9 so it, it's not like officially launched it's still like just you know you can buy it and it's early access basically but it combines animal crossing stardew valley and pokemon which are already three huge games on their own but to have them all in one package is amazing you you are it, it, you farm up little ooblet creatures they have dance battles against each other and then the whole thing is just like get a bunch of money and decorate your place it, it's great <laughs> awesome
0: it, i love yeah. it uh i remember you and uh friend of the show chloe both yeah were like you need to play this game like this yeah, is 100% was your vibe. obsessed with that game i
1: remember that yeah, yeah. i'm gonna I'm, I'm gonna play it when it comes out properly yeah it, i mean sure. you can yeah. play it on you can play it on xbox now right is that where you're playing it Jimmy?
2: that's where i've been playing it yeah is it on game pass and I, don't I don't think it is yet no it makes they, sense they don't or... put
1: game preview games on game pass but it that will probably sense. come after it has an official release
0: very
2: nice mm-hmm. yeah but that one it, it's so good and there's just so much to do in that game again, that you can just fall into it and play for hours and hours and be like, where did, why do I have a beard now? <laughs>
1: Beautiful. <laughs> All right. Oh, that's so, awesome. Steve, your last pick. Yeah. So my last one is also on Xbox. It's an Xbox exclusive at the moment. While it's on PC too, it's uh, Moon Moonglow Bay, which I've spoken about a few times on the flip screen games podcast. And it's just this gorgeous voxel, Fishing game that mm. has elements of of everything I love. It's got that slice of life. You've got to collect recipes and go fishing and do up the town and uh, talk to people and fulfill their requests. It's it's kind of everything I look for in like a a, a cozy game. Fantastic, I really love the art style. Absolutely mm-hmm. fantastic soundtrack. Um, it's the, such a the dynamic name of the composer. Game. The name of the composer escapes me uh Lane it's the it's the same person that did um uh celeste's soundtrack and it's it's amazing it's i can up, never
0: remember their name but obviously they're incredible yeah i don't remember either <laughs>
1: uh lena it's rain lena yeah lena rain yeah. Incredible, incredible soundtrack, and it's a wonderful game. And they've updated it, uh, and they've kept the updates coming, which has has helped stabilize things and and fix some of the issues I had with it. Which is always good to see that it's and it's a very small studio, so it's nice to see them giving the game the support um, that that it needs as it as it grows.
0: Absolutely. All mm-hmm. right, so I think this is a solid list. We got a lot of good wrecks for you there. <clears throat> if you have any cozy games that you feel like uh, deserve the nod and you know we didn't make it on our list today, uh, make sure you're right in with them. In all those ways I mentioned earlier, you can hit us up at questions at flipscreen.games. Come join the Discord where we have a thread for every weekly episode or come get us on social at flipscreengames on Twitter. We throw up a thread every week uh, and that's where we got some of our submissions from the listeners today. So make sure you're right in for next week's show uh, with your thoughts on the topic or whatever we're going to be talking about next week. And uh, yeah, you know, I hope I hope that you find a new cozy game to play this holiday season uh, because I know that I'm going to be looking for some fresh ones. So uh, my current uh, game that I'm working through Far Cry 6, not very cozy, not very <laughs> cozy, God. but you can hear me talk about that on Flip Screen Games. All right. So thank you guys for joining us. Go show your support however you can. Flip Screen games. We got links to all the places we are all over the Web. Uh, thanks for joining us for this week's episode of Nintendo Noise. I've been Pete. He's been Chewy. He's been Steve, and we've been Nintendo nuts. See you next week, babies.